Joe Biden wants to make sure that when he runs for re-election in 2024, that uh, Jim Clyburn endorsement comes in early. Of course, Joe will be like 172, so I don't know if he'll even know what's happening. Well, that's probably true. But what you do need to know that's happening is the fact that the U.S. Supreme Court heard a case yesterday that is totally based beyond the headlines on freedom of speech and your religious freedom here in America. All that and more on the fastest growing conservative podcast in the state of South Carolina. We'll, we'll get to the Democrats wanting to, actually, they have now moved their first primary to the Palmetto State. We'll get to that in a second. Glad you're joining us today. Justin Hall, Dave Wilson here with you on it's a, a Tuesday it, recording. It is important to understand that what Joe Biden has done is try to block everybody else he possibly can out uh, of the election because yes. he is really well, fearful. I mean, if Gavin Newsom were to take down the sitting president in, in Iowa and New Hampshire. Well, you've got a point. But we're going to get deeper into that one because there is a awesome. real story behind what Joe Biden has done and the relationship he has with South Carolina Representative Jim Clyburn. We'll go into that yeah. in much more detail. But first thing, let's go to Washington, D.C. So mm, a year yay. ago, a year yes. ago, you were in Washington, D.C. A year ago, December 1. Right. Yeah. For the Dobbs case huge impact. What you saw there was a unique moment. Oral oral arguments in the Dobbs case. I think most people there that day thought that the case would be decided that day. Uh, Civics lesson, it wasn't. And it (laughs) will never be. And they hear oral arguments. Right. And then they work for a long time. And they work for a couple months because that's how law should be adjudicated. Um, So, yeah, the Dobbs case obviously led to the overturning of Roe and Casey. monumental case that was heard before the Supreme Court. This one, I don't know if it says monumental. I don't know if I want to use that word. It's certainly important, Dave. This case uh, between the state of Colorado and 303 Creative LLC. Let me make sure I get that right. Right. It's a case about a web designer in Colorado. Her name is Lori Smith. Now, she designs websites... From a Christian worldview. Right. And, and so, <laughs> Sorry, Albert Muller. <laughs> there you go. So I, one of the things about what she has done is she's very Ladies overt about... What just happened? That's a really, really <laughs> great question. I thought Nancy Pelosi was it talking It sounded like Nancy coming really on the scared. set. We were talking about her earlier, and I got really scared. I'm kind of not quite Ooh. sure how in the world. I don't want to end up like Paul. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so Lori Smith turns around, and she designs with... <laughs> that's what it happens when you leave your phone, and don't, Siri starts listening buy, to don't you. Don't buy iPhones. Don't do this. Anyway, Lori designs websites for several things, not the least of which is custom design websites for couples that are getting married. Seems like a great thing. Sounds, It's a great idea. And and so in this, she has conversations with the couple. She kind of learns what their story is. She writes something very unique about it and then has all the rest of the accoutrements to go along with a website like your RSVP list. Here's where you can find uh, the accommodations. items, the accommodations, the, where you want to be able to stay, dress code, all the details, and all that sort of stuff. We've, we've put together a wedding website recently, but so. that's where you put it together on a template-based system, mm-hmm. like the Nod or whatever these other places are. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's been thirty plus years. Fair enough. So we didn't have that Not back in the computers. day. <laughs> we did have a. Well, did we? I don't know <laughs> if we did or you not. Didn't have a personal computer. Didn't have a personal one, but. 
I, in in this situation though. Wait for the dial-up tone. Shut up. I still remember that sound. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, We're getting off track. We totally. But the thing that Lori does is she listens to the story and then she writes out the thing, the story that goes along with that. Yeah, sure. No different than a journalist who goes into a situation and listens to a to a, a hearing or goes to an event and then writes out his or her sense of what went on. But, but, and here's where I'll argue, and hopefully you catch my tone. Even then, Dave, I don't think it's appropriate to exercise your own beliefs on somebody in contradiction of state law. Colorado says that you cannot do that. Colorado has had several Colorado's issues. Got, Colorado's come up. smoking too much pot. They, I think I, they really are. So the issue, the, the issue at hand in this case, it's it's twofold. Right. Twofold. Is it, it's, is it two? It's two. two. Okay. It's religious freedom and it's freedom of speech. Right. Okay. So hope you didn't bang your elbow too hard there. So I want to make sure we go to the First Amendment of the United States Constitution. Again, I feel like we're getting Constitution lessons quite frequently right now. Maybe First because Amendment. we need to focus on the Constitution since it is a cornerstone document of everything that we do government-wise. First Amendment. There we go. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion, so we are not a theocracy. Right. Even though many might think that would be a good thing. Or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. So Congress cannot make a law uh, establishing a religion as the religion of the state, and they cannot establish a law. Can, they can't make a law prohibiting the free exercise of religion. Let's, right. let's read that how it's meant. Or Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of speech or the press or the right of the people to peaceably assemble or to, and to petition the government for redress of grievances. <clears throat> the First Amendment. You know, it's it's built in the in the Bill of Rights. It's number one, but within this one, there are one, two, three, four, five, six. Ooh, you have establishment of religion, practicing religious freedom, freedom of speech, press, right to assemble, redress of grievances. So, so in those, in one, in those, th- they are also in an order. Yes, not the least of which the first one is Sta- uh, freedom of religion, freedom of religion, or freedom from religion, even for that matter, and the free exercise of that. Yeah. And so I'm going to read to you a section that comes from the argument. This is the argument transcript from the Supreme Court. Lori Smith blends art with technology to create custom messages using words and graphics. She serves all people deciding what to create based on the message, not who requests it. But Colorado declares her speech a public accommodation and insists that she create and speak messages that violate her conscience. This court rejects such government-compelled speech. In the Hurley case, the court considered a very similar issue, asking two questions. Is there speech and is the message affected? The test is easily met here. Colorado agrees Ms. Smith creates speech and the law undeniably affects her message. She is not asking this court to create a new law, but to apply its precedent. Now, this is the oral argument of uh, Kristen Wagner. She is the president and chief legal counsel of Alliance Defending Freedom. So our partners, ADF, 
uh, that does, does a lot of work across the state. This is the head of ADF presenting this case to the U.S. Supreme Court. This is what she basically said. So, Justin, in this particular case, Lori Smith, as a web designer, listens to meets with couples, listens to their story, uh, just as any other content creator would sure. do. It writes out the content. The problem that she has is this. She has a problem when she is having to write and put something up about the marriage of two people that goes outside of her Christian faith, that being homosexual marriage. You know, it's interesting. And, and, I, and I think I brought this up last week when we talked about Amy Coney Barrett being called on to recuse herself from hearing this case. Right. She did not hurt her yesterday in the oral argument. She was really, she was really every time, every time smart. I hear her, every time I hear her speak, all I can think about is when uh, Amy Klobuchar is uh, is questioning her and she, <laughs> Senator Klobuchar. I, that's I, I hear it all the time. <laughs> but I, I said this last week, and I want to make sure I bring it back up again. I do not understand how. People can say that my religious beliefs infringe on the rights of others, but I have to accept their dogma, otherwise I'm a hateful bigot. Does that dogma I, speak loudly in it, you? It, well, the dogma does live loudly within <laughs> me, I'll tell you that. I just don't, under, I don't understand the dichotomy there. How one can be right and the other can be wrong. Does that make sense? Well, it does because when we look at... And we talk about this through a few different lenses. We've used some different words before. We've talked about being woke or wokeism. We talk about the new uh, cultural yep. sexual religion yep. uh, that is the liberal woke left, uh, progressivism. That is the idea behind that, folks, is this the, the whole concept that we need to be inclusive. And by inclusive, if you take a look, Justin, see if you can pull up the flag. This is the new uh, yes. <clears throat> transgender progress Trans flag. progress flag, it, yes. It has changed. and So it's no longer a rainbow flag. It now has a little triangle section, but it has a whole new section now that's got like a, a yellow section with a circle for people who are... So we have the rainbow. Yeah. Then we have the black and brown for black and brown people. Right. Or Black Lives Matter, I suppose. Yes. Then we have the blue, pink, and white for transgender. Right. Then we have yellow, which, as we turned out, it, gold. I thought it was lemon. It started. No, no, no. It started as lemon, okay, but we reclaimed gold. it as gold. Right. We said. There's a whole video with a that goes purple with that. circle. Soup. I mean, the design. It looks. It, was, it looks like. It looks like something a three-year-old would draw. Well, it is a circle in a triangle. Yeah. That is that that is that would be a very smart artistic look would for it? for a three year old to be able to put together. Oh, yes, symmetrics. I yes, guess. symmetrical ideas. So so here's so the pride flag collection. We have the LGBTQ progress. They've added the intersex. Then we have the bi gender flag, the agender flag, the polysexual flag, the asexual flag. I feel like I'm doing the dog show. I know. Um, <laughs> and here's the cocker spaniel. The androgen flag. Yes. The gender queer flag. The polyamory flag which is blue red and black blue red black with the pie symbol because <laughs> it just keeps going on and on it's never uh, ending the demisexual which means that you only participate in in sexual intercourse with those whom you are romantically attracted to I'll give a different. I'll give. I'll give a different I'm joke. Just, off, I'll give a different joke off the air. We'll stay um, off of that. The topic. South Africa pride. 
They're different? Yes. And the oh. Philadelphia Pride, like Philadelphia Freedom. I love that song by Elton That Dodd. is a really good Elton John um, song. So the point, the point, I, the, the point but, we're making is that you never know what's up. So it started off with <laughs> gays, and it was lesbians, and then it was LGBT. Then it was LGBT. Then LG, LG, it was L, I will tell you this. It was LGBT in, 20, in the fall of 2013 when I started my freshman class at South Carolina, right. University 101. We had a whole day where we had to learn about being uh, compassionate and allied with the LGBT community. And they had just introduced the Q, which was queer, which I always thought was a derogatory term. No, but now we're it's cool. embracing that term. And queer can mean like 20,000 different things. Well, so you now you have LGBTQ plus IA. Go ahead, say it. C-3PO, because it is Disney Plus. Because true. they want to be able to turn around and make... This inclusionary group seem as large as possible because I guess if you take enough thin slices of the pie <laughs> and you begin to put them together, you may get a slice of pie. It's true. And it's but true. how big of the slice of pie are we? Act so when you we we talk about it from the flag standpoint, because you remember the rainbow flag, you've seen the rainbow flag. Well, the rainbow flag has a lot more colors, a lot more shapes. It has shapes on it now. And that's the place where you realize that their concept of inclusion yes. is actually exclusive of Ooh. anything that has to do with faith. Now, now let's go to two parts that I want to I want to play for you because if you didn't listen to the oral arguments, you can go back and listen to them. It's only about like an hour and a half, maybe two. Um, maybe three. It was only two. It was only two. It's if you've ever really listened. Good. If you've ever listened to oral, so let's go. Let's get people where oral arguments are. So the Supreme Court decides that they're going to hear a case. Mm -hmm. At least four of the justices have said yes. We want to hear a case. So, so it got to, has to cross that line first, and then they will have what's called oral arguments, and different groups can bring in their own briefings to the court. We've signed off on several amicus briefs, our friends of the court, where we work with our other family policy councils and with ADF and with other groups across the country to speak into Supreme Court cases like we did with Coach Kennedy, like we did on the Dobbs case, to be able to bring a viewpoint to the court, but not part of oral arguments. Oral arguments is a two-hour window, typically, where the Supreme Court, the nine members sit up on the bench, <clears throat> you've got one group and you've got the other group they're allowed to give an opening statement and then it's like watching judicial ping pong and the the justices get to ask their questions from the bench to the lawyers who are representing the two sides typically they they'll do one side and then they'll give the other side and then from those questions and the answers the responses that come from that you can see how they're trying to find the answers that they're looking for to support the position that they're going to be taking in the final ruling. Again, we go back to December 1st of 2021. You were at the Supreme Court the day of the oral arguments Correct. on the Dobbs case. I didn't it, get to hear him. No. It took six months almost to for yeah. them to finalize. The draft was leaked Five months. Yeah, so the, they they work on a on a draft. They pass it around among themselves. Do I agree? Do I disagree? Yeah. And then they have the final ruling. 
And that's where you see that number. Is it five to four? Is it six to three? Is it, you know, how the, the they vote as the members of the Supreme Court whose responsibility is to review the constitutionality of law. And adjudicate that law based on right. the Constitution. So in that context, there's your little history, your little civics lesson for right now. The Supreme Court heard oral arguments on Monday on this case. Now again, Colorado has a very specific law here that is being challenged right. in this case. I have never, ever heard disdain from a justice for state law like I heard from Neil Gorsuch on Colorado's law yesterday. He, I feel like, physically cannot stand this right. the law that's in place in Colorado here. Because the, the, the law basically is required. If you have, if you provide a service, yes. you have what they call public accommodations. Correct. So... And, and we'll get into this in a little bit. Imagine that you have a business. It's out there. You've got to be able to serve whoever walks through the door. That's the concept of public accommodation. Some of us, some of us might not agree with that. Um, here's what Neil Gorsuch had to say to the Colorado Solicitor General. Just, 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 just wonderful. If there's nothing else that. Donald Trump did. Nominating these three justices has completely changed the way we view constitutional law on the highest bench. Here's what Neil Gorsuch, here's the back and forth. Colorado. You can't change the religious belief, right? No, but, but well, to... And you protect religious beliefs under the statute, right? That is one of the protected characteristics yes. in theory. And in practice. If it wasn't in practice, we had heard about it over, over the past several years, and, and my friend has pointed to no example where... This has been applied. Mr. Phillips did go through a re-education training program pursuant to Colorado law, did he not, Mr. Olson? He went through a, a process that ensured he was familiar it with... It was a re-education program, right? It was not a re-education program. What do you Mr. call it? It was a process to make sure he was familiar with Colorado law. Someone might be excused for calling that a re-education I strongly program. disagree, Justice Gorsuch. Thank you, Mr. Olson. So, Mr. Phillips, Mr. Phillips, that Jack Phillips, Jack Phillips, the cake baker, was bakery. sent through, was sent to a re-education re course to make sure he understood Colorado state law and that our law is bigger than your God. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm filling in the blank there. You That's are filling in slightly, say. yes. That's kind of what they're saying. But it's what they did with the law. Their law basically said, if you provide a service, if you provide, the, the phrase they use, and I'm going to go back to the argument that was made by uh, by ADF's president, um, Ms. Wagner, Kristen Wagner. She says this, Colorado first says about this case is it's about a sale. Mm -hmm. You're making a sale mm -hmm. to someone, okay? Sounds like good. And then... The says that the state of Colorado says it can compel speech on that because if you choose not to provide a sale to someone based upon certain what they call and it's like immutable characteristics, which well, is a whole a other argument about immutable. <clears throat> because what's interesting is the justices then. And basically, it was the three. It was Sotomayor, Kagan, and uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson, so yes. KBJ, um, dealing with, well, what about if the per what about people who deny services to disabled people? That's an immutable characteristic. I don't really need to go down that road, do I? So let's back, let's back up to how this came to, to be, though, okay? So back in the days of segregation. Which was bad. Which was bad. You had... 
businesses that would refuse service or a sale to someone based upon their race. And the United States Supreme Court at one point considered that constitutional. Right, because in the Constitution, in the Plessy versus Ferguson case Separate in the equal. 1890s, they agreed and, and they set a principle, which they shouldn't have done in the court to begin with, of separate but equal. And then the court then overruled that previous precedent. In 1959 with the Brown versus Board of Education, which said... But but I, I would imagine that many Democrats wouldn't want them to do that then, though, because you shouldn't override precedent that created a constitutional right to separate but equal. Well, yeah. I'm asking. I'm just saying. I'm asking the question. The question is a great question. It's interesting that you bring right. up segregation. Okay. It's interesting that you bring up segregation because Katanji Brown Jackson had an, <laughs> an eloquent question. She's super smart, y'all. She she argues law with the best of them. At least that's what I was told. Here's here's Katanji Brown Jackson. See if you can make sense of what she's saying here. Exact same analysis to say, is the parade organizers otherwise... But Hurley was a private association. It wasn't a public business. What I'm asking you is I have a public business. I'm a photographer. My belief is that, you know, uh, I'm doing It's a Wonderful Life scenes. That's what I'm offering, okay? I want to do video depictions of It's a Wonderful Life. And um, I'm knowing that movie very well. I want to be authentic and so only white children and families can be uh, 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 customers for that particular product. Everybody else can, I'll give to everybody else, I'll sell them anything they want, just not the It's a Wonderful Life depictions. Um, I'm expressing something, right, for your purposes, that's speech. What about, uh, what's the other step? It's speech and I can say anti-discrimination laws can't make me sell the It's a Wonderful Life package to uh, non- white individuals I, I it's christmas time yes it's a wonderful life is a 1946 american christmas fantasy drama film produced and directed by frank capra right based on the short story and booklet the greatest gift which philip van dorn stern self-published in 1943 and is loosely based on the 1843 charles dickens novella a christmas carol okay the film stars J- 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 james stewart as George Bailey, probably the only time I'm going to do my James Stewart on the show. This is true. As George Bailey, a man who's given up personal dreams in order to help others in his community. But because of an economic downturn, there's a rush on the banks. Right. He thinks about taking his own life on Christmas Eve. Okay. Thinks about taking his own life on Christmas Eve. How terrible. That's a sad place to be. And his guardian angel comes, right? Clarence. Clarence, Clarence. comes. And he sees what life would have been like uh, what's the town name again? Help I don't me out. Remember the name is of the it, town. Is it Hope Valley? Can't remember. Uh, what the town would look like if if George wasn't around? Be terrible. Right. Only the critical race theory, woke driven ideology, <laughs> the, 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 the big woke stupid people, as Senator as Senator John Kennedy calls them. Well, the, the, it is the John, smart, that is John the smart, Kennedy. smart, woke, stupid people there you go. who eat kale. Um, only that lens would cast an aspersion on It's a Wonderful Life. A Christmas classic. Um, Justice Jackson, if I could. What are you talking about? Again, we're talking about two separate issues here. 
The court has established that discrimination based on race is wrong. Right. That's correct. We've established that. Yes. There is no, there is no religious view of the Christian faith that would support the discrimination based on race. No. As a there, matter of fact, the whole idea of the, everything in the New Testament is to be, both, reach both the Jews and the Gentiles. Interesting. To be all able to go to all the Gentiles. All the Gentiles. And Gentiles just means not Jew. Everybody, not a Jew. Oh, that would interesting. be everybody else. And Philip, Philip ministered to an Ethiopian. True. Interesting. So the point I have is is that this is insane. First, and understand this is the kind of questioning you're going to be getting from this kind of justice. And what we're talking about here is the protection of religious freedom. Let's ta- let's tack on the disrespect for marriage act on top of this too. But but the argument point here, and this is what they did in this particular case. Okay, if you go back and you listen to this, I, you know we listen we listened to it yesterday. Mm-hmm. If I heard. Let me give you a hypothetical. We Ugh. heard so many different I convoluted versions of hypotheticals in the questioning yesterday. I mean, Katanji Brown Jackson had a hypothetical. Aya Kagan had a hypothetical. Amy Coney Barrett had a hypothetical. I think Neil Gorsuch had a all these why are we dealing in hypotheticals? So we can see how you're actually thinking and arguing based upon a point. So here was where they came down. They are trying in this to equate your your gender ideology, your gender identity, your sexual orientation to race. They're not the same thing. That's why they considered them in the in a different viewpoint. They see those as equal and both immutable characteristics. Not. One is not. But they're also the place, this is also the place, and you know this, you've been hearing us talk about this, and you see it going on with pronouns galore, where you start talking about fluidity of gender. Well, do you believe in fluidity of gender, or do you believe that sometimes people can kind of get confused? Well, I think there's a pretty pretty great evidence that people are confused. And and this is the place where when we start talking about things to protect your children, legislation that we're looking at in 2023 that stops... People from being able to mutilate your children by cutting off their genitals or cutting off their sexual parts, so that as to turn them from one person type of of sex to another, which isn't real. I'm not. I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at the fact that some call that gender affirming care. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So there's a lot going on, and I think it's important for us to continue to track the 303 creative case in the Supreme Court. Again, we're not going to get a decision on that. Uh, for several months, it'll be the end of the. It'll term. be the end of the term. So this will be the big. This will be the big case. So here's the other part about this: is it, this is also being based in Colorado. Colorado is a very Jeez. is a very libertarian state. They actually have a. They actually have a governor that is, is not John Hickenlooper. A guy who's married to a man. Um, so you've so got the, the you've got a gay governor. Interesting. Okay. And so cool. governor's going to bring his viewpoints. Sure. To the legislation he's trying to pass. Like Henry brings his. There you go. And so when you have that with a mentality of some folks within government there to turn around and say, well, we've got to do everything we can to protect everybody in our really tightly narrow group of inclusive flag people. But also a really big tent to keep them in. Right. Because all they're really trying, if this is an attempt to grow that tent 
more and more and more. I don't think that I think they're gonna run out of space on the flag some at some point in time. No, you just extend you the flag. Sh- you just like make more flag. Well, look at the American flag, Dave. Started with thirteen stars. Now it's at fifty. But the well, field. Well, actually, actually, President Obama is fifty-seven. <laughs> but the field has not really changed in size all that much. The blue field. That's true. Just saying. And I don't want to fit two more stars. Just really quick before we get to yes. our next story, uh, that's based in South Carolina. Really quickly, want to let you know about what's happened in 2022 and what will be happening in 2023. We thank you for your support of Palmetto Family. But take a look at this video that gives you an idea of what we have accomplished together in 2022. 2022 has been a year of impact here at Palmetto Family. Because of you, we passed the most pro-life legislation in South Carolina state history. We saved women's sports in South Carolina. We made sure that here in the Palmetto State, your church would never shut down. And that check you received in your bank account, we fought for the largest tax cut in South Carolina history. And with your help, 2023 is going to be no different. We'll fight to keep pornography out of your children's library. We'll push back against the transgender ideology that wants to alter your children's future. And we'll work tirelessly to defend your right as a parent to raise your child in the way you see fit. Your investment of $20 or more per month will help us do all of these things and more, whether it's here at the State House or here on the fastest growing conservative podcast in South Carolina. Or across the state as we talk with folks about what it actually means to be part of the cultural guardrails of this state. We can only do these things with your help and your support. Become a Palmetto Family Partner today. So with that hard pivot, um, we'll get back to that video a little bit later. Uh, Joe Biden. Oh, Joe. If we if we can relitigate, and again, I'm not for relitigating old elections. Just wanted to let you know that. There uh, are some people who do want to not not big not litigate. big on not big on. Not big on, like, trashing parts of the Constitution either. We shouldn't do that. No. We shouldn't just bypass mm, the Constitution mm, for the for the mm, sake of mm, re, re... For the sake of one candidate? No. Okay. You sure? No, I'm sure no one we person don't put bigger the, than the party we don't, or bigger than the country. We, no. We don't put the Constitution on pause? No, we don't. The Constitution is the Constitution. Oh. the law, shockingly. Wait, did, don't, we, don't they, like, swear allegiance to preserve, protect, and defend that constitution? Against enemies both foreign and domestic? Yes, they do. Do they? Um, how about against themselves? <gasps> Sorry. The, yes. The, the current president of the United States, yikes, we just R. upset Biden. 30% of our audience. Joseph Robinette Pops Biden has uh, filed a motion to the DNC to change the primary calendar. Now, Ooh. quiz, what's the first state? The first state to hold a primary or the first state to hold a first state to hold a presidential primary slash caucus is Iowa. I the Iowa caucuses. Yes, Iowa caucus. And if you've never been to a caucus, uh, it's (laughs) a raucous sort of caucus. Joe Biden, you never caucus before. You're lying, dog faced pony soldier. Uh, Flashbacks (laughs) to 2019. Um, He's now the president, y'all. Joe Biden, if we want to relitigate 2019, no, but go ahead. Did not do well in Iowa. Did not do well at all. As a matter or of New fact, New Hampshire. He finished fifth and fourth, and that, not that did order, not bode well for him. As we, he was entering into Super Tuesday, which is Super Tuesday is a big, especially on the Democratic side. On the Democratic side, <clears throat> right? So, but but Iowa, Joe Joe didn't play well in Iowa. Joe Joe has a hard Mr. President has a hard time connecting with the everyman. I thought it was. I thought it was everyday Joe. You know, I ride the train to work. 
I'm part of the blue collar guys. I'm Joe from Scranton. I mean, really? I'm a And I've also guy. been serving in, in the Senate since 1864. Well, somebody had to take Calhoun's seat. <laughs> Help me out. Just saying. No, he couldn't. He couldn't represent the South. Actually, no. he probably could have then because he was a big, he was friend, friendly uh, with races. Uh, uh, anyway, yes. the point is careful. Joe didn't do well. We're a podcast and not, not on, on the, radio. the air. Uh, Joe Biden didn't do well in Iowa or New Hampshire, but then he came to South Carolina, the first in the South, and he secured the endorsement of one Jim Clyburn, and that endorsement lifted Joe Biden from being behind the likes of Pete Buttigieg. And Elizabeth Warren. And Bernie. And Bernie, and in some cases, Amy Klobuchar, lifted him to the presidency of the United States. So, Joe's thinking, all right, well, actually, he's thinking about Matlock, but he's thinking <laughs> With 2024 sauce? is coming. Yes, okay. mashed potatoes today. It's a oh. little cold. 2024 okay. is on the rise. It's in. It's in the distance. We can see it. There it is. Over the horizon. Uh, and I'm in rare form. And so he sees it in the distance. Mm-hmm. He also sees the glowing light that is the reflection off of Governor Kendall out in California. Um, the Golden State's golden boy? The Golden State golden boy who has the eyes of literally Satan himself. Like if you watched him smile, it is creepy. Uh, Talking Gavin about Gavin Newsom, Newsom out of Gavin California. Gavin Newsom's probably going to run for president. You that's think just he's my, just going to go ahead and put it out there my, now? That's just my thing. I think that's going to happen. Now, okay. if we were to start in Iowa and New Hampshire, do you think Iowans and New Hampshireites? I don't know what they call themselves. New Hampshireites? I don't know. New Hampshire. <laughs> New Hampies? People so from New Hampshire. People from New Hampshire, which is shockingly rural. Do you think they're going to go along with the Biden economic agenda and everything that he's accomplished thus far? No. To avoid disaster, the yes. Democratic Party has named South Carolina as the first primary state in 2024. Thereby jumping ahead of both Iowa, where he came in fourth or fifth, fifth. and New Hampshire, where he came in fourth or vice versa. I don't really know. Does it really matter? No. He was behind. Yeah. Until he came he was to South on Carolina. Kamala Harris well, stuff. you got to keep in mind, he was spending all of his time in the basement. Not at that point. He was campaigning. Was he? This out? was before COVID. 2019 was before COVID. COVID didn't hit until March, and then no one really cared about it until May when Tom Hanks got it. Oh, that's right. Right. So, okay. I want to play you a clip. This is why Joe Biden doesn't want to go to Iowa first. But you, on the other hand, that's your son over there. Get a job and work for a gas company that we had no experience with. I said nothing. In order to get access to the president. So you're you're selling access to the president just like he is. So you got liar, man. That's not true. And no one has ever said that. No one has ever said that. I see it on the TV. You see it on the TV. No, I really do. And by the way, that's why I'm not sedentary. I don't like it up and no, let, 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 let him go. Let him go. Look, the reason I'm running is because I've been around a long time and I know what most people are. 
and I can get things done. That's how I'm running. And you want to check my shape on Let's do push-ups together, man. Let's do this run. Let's do whatever you want to do. Let's take my Apologize for the language of the president. Wow. Um, that is why Joe doesn't want to go back to Iowa. And by the way... Um, the questions he, about Hunter haven't stopped either. The, the Hunter questions haven't stopped. And he it, would know what would and would not be heard on MSNBC. Yes, and then, and you haven't heard that. We didn't clear that. We didn't clear hey, that for MSNBC to do. I didn't tell, I didn't tell Rachel no, he was, to say that. There was something, there's some sort of difference between that Joe Biden... Maybe he had had some caffeine or had finished watching Matlock and had woken up for a nap or something. Had one too many Adderall. So, uh, but, but you know, he he doesn't play. It didn't play well there in a place no. like So Iowa's caucuses, you got to get out there and you're you're in and among the people. To, it is the, the retailist of politics. The scenes of January and February and, and going into Christmas of 2023 will be candidates sitting down in diners and yeah. dives and, and, and farmhouses in Iowa and New Hampshire. Right. That's part of the beauty of the American electoral process. Uh, at least in February here, it may not be quite as cold. There probably February won't be is much our, snow. February is statistically our coldest month. It is our coldest but month. Coldest but coldest month for us is like 42. Yeah, still. So you look at the fact now that Joe Biden gets a slingshot launch out of South Carolina from Jim Clyburn's endorsement because Jim Clyburn can bring the black vote and did bring the black vote in for Joe Biden with the rest of the Democratic Party in South Carolina, size that it is, to launch him into Super Tuesday. Now, Super Tuesday you have a lot of states that vote on that particular day, and the way that they count their votes really can, how well you're doing is determined about how many points you're actually going to get in the electoral count. Here's the thing on that particular front. This is why South Carolina is so important. With the exception of one election for the Republicans and one election for the Democrats, South Carolina's primary since 1980 has selected and voted for the person who becomes the nominee for both parties every single time, save one each, since 1980. That is 40 plus years of choosing the candidates. And if you want to be at a place where you have an advantage, especially an advantage where they have said specifically they want the black vote and voice to be heard, 
which is fair. I'm fine with that. Because you're, they're not that. There's the black population is significantly smaller in Iowa and New Hampshire. South Carolina is the first state where the black vote matters. Right. I mean, I'm just sorry. Where where it can make a difference, I should say. Let me be careful about the phrasing of that. This is the first state where there's enough of a population to make a significant impact on the voting block. Right. That's that's the point I want to make there. But here's what's interesting about this. Jamie Harrison is the head of the DNC. He he vaulted, Harrison, he vaulted to popularity by losing oh. to Lindsey Graham by like 20000 um, after spending $200 million. Um, he grew emotional Friday. This is from CNN. Uh, the DNC chair, Jamie Harrison, grew emotional when talking about what it would mean perhaps to have South Carolina, his home state, as the first primary state and the kind of voices... Uh, such a move would elevate, quote, society called folks like my grandparents simple people and don't always value them, don't always cherish them, don't always give them their roses. Elaine uh, Camark, she represents Massachusetts in the Democratic National Committee. You start with your base, she says, quote, but then you move to where you ask the question, can our candidates win in these diverse swing states? Do they view South Carolina as a swing state? No. It can swing. A swing state in the in the primary. In the primary, in the primary, it did in twenty twenty. Well, what I would call it more of a pivot state because in South Carolina, you can come in behind. You can be leading in Iowa and New Hampshire and come to South Carolina. And if you want to swing, I guess you're like swinging on a pole, and you can pivot very quickly and go from being a winning candidate to dropping out of the race. Because in South Carolina, we do have a habit of chewing up people and spitting them out politically, especially presidential candidates. A third of every presidential candidate that comes out of Iowa and New Hampshire quit by the end of South Carolina. They just don't have the momentum Kamala any did. Right. I'm pretty sure Kamala did. Who was the Tom Steyer? He tried. <laughs> Dancing on stage. Um, so this is a state now that's going to have the first Democratic primary. We will have the third in the Republican. By right. the way, on this proposal, Georgia also moves up hmm. in the Democrat. Let's think about today's election day in Georgia. Yeah, as of Tuesday, we're recording this five minutes right. before 11. There you go. Um, yeah, so... It'll be interesting to see but how this so, affects how this affects the twenty twenty four So Golden Boy Governor out of California has decided this is interesting. Here. It's interesting though that he's that this move by Biden comes at the same time Golden Boy Governor out of California, Gavin Newsom, has said that he wants to be able to provide up to two hundred and twenty three thousand dollars per person in reparation payments for government housing to close the housing wealth gap in California so as to give $223,000 per person in payments for black residents in California. The price tag, just so that you get a concept of this. More money than's ever been known to God or man. Is $559 billion billion with a b with a b dollars it That's would over take half a trillion dollars to be able to provide every black resident in California $223,000 for a housing gap reparation payment this was a what came out of his reparations task force Uh, that has been working on this in California. It says on the story here, Newsom has aggressively pushed his plan to provide financial reparations for black Californians whom he says must be financially compensated 
for decades of discrimination. So if you want to see how the lay of the land is looking, you now have a move by Gavin Newsom in California to pay reparations up to $223,000 per person. And Joe Biden trying to move up the South Carolina primary with the help of Jim Clyburn, both going after a specific demographic block. Correct. Not a racist statement, not a racist concept. It is simply looking at a block of voters that Newsom, the new golden boy, and Joe Biden, the quickly aging president, are going after. It's, only, it's the only time we can use work quickly with Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Oh, gracious mercy. So this is so you're looking at a February time frame yeah. for the the presidential primary to be happening in South Carolina. A lot of folks on the Democratic side, a lot of folks are not happy in Iowa and New Hampshire over this, nor folks in Nevada. Because keep in mind, there are four early primary states. And they really kind of cover you got Iowa in the Midwest, New Hampshire in the Northeast. South Carolina first in the South, and Nevada, which takes up the western part of, of America mm -hmm. in its primary status. And the reason that we do that is because, one, we're smaller states. It gives us greater weight on the political spectrum, and it allows us to have voices that would otherwise be ignored Correct. as part of the discussion and part of the political discourse that is the marketplace of ideas in American politics. I don't believe this is the end of democracy as we know it. I don't, I don't feel that this no. is the end of democracy by changing up the status quo and switching things. What I will say, it's, it's, it's completely self-absorbed and has a personal agenda. Um, and that's why we hit on it. But South Carolina is going to have a bigger voice now in both the Democrat and the Republican primaries right. as we move into 2024. And that's important to keep in mind as we move toward 2023 uh, because they're going to start coming through here like now well, they, uh, to start like, campaigning. Like like last, Mike Pence is in town in, like last in Columbia week, Like last week when former Governor Haley was up at Clemson. There you uh, go. She's also on the board at Clemson, so I'm not telling you that. But, but she wasn't speaking as a board member. No, 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 no. She was speaking as a... Uh, mm, Public figure. Yes, uh, exactly. that's, that's not running for president yet. What? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, but we'll keep you um, up to date on all those things. But we, I think this is a real important time to let you know something. Mark your calendar now for March 18th. What's happening on March 18th, Dave? We've got a very special event that's going to be happening in Charleston. Ooh, Palmetto Charleston. Family is going to be hosting Vision 24 Forum. This is an opportunity for presidential candidates and people who might be interested in being presidential candidates for 2024 to come to South Carolina to share their ideas and their visions of what 2024 should be looking like and a chance for you to meet them. Ooh. So more details are going to be coming about that, but go ahead and mark your calendar now. Plan on being in uh, Charleston. In the holy city. In the holy city. Most likely it's going to be at the Charles, North Charleston I, Convention Center. Can I call it the Holy City if less than a month before that I will actually have been to Jerusalem? Oh, that's <laughs> can true. Can I call it that? I don't know if I can call it that or you not. You can call it America's Holy City. Okay. We'll, we'll go with that. I'm cool. As long March as, 18th, as long as Tecklenburg doesn't come after me. 2023. Go ahead and mark it on your calendar now. More details are going to be coming up here at Palmetto Family. So keep in touch with us, not only with what you hear on the podcast, by the way, Share the podcast with two or three people that you know. It's important because it's the fastest growing conservative podcast. We keep that momentum going because of folks like you, not only hearing this message, but sharing it with other people. So that's important. 
correct. And we look forward to hearing from you. If you want to learn more about what we're doing here at Palmetto Family, you can visit palmettofamily.org. You can sign up to be a part of our newsletter. Uh, also, make sure that you visit that, uh, that donate page, invest in our work. We can only keep doing these things with your investment. We so appreciate it, and we, we really value um, what you bring to the table with us, and that includes sharing with us what's going on in your local community so we can have our ear to the ground in places where we're not physically. Shockingly, I can't be in two places at more really? than one time. So we appreciate okay. when you let us know what's going on in your community. So you can do that by emailing us, email at palmettofamily.org. Again, you can get a part of our newsletter on our website, palmettofamily.org. You can also invest with us there at palmettofamily.org slash donate. And, of course, with the podcast, the fastest-growing podcast in the state of South Carolina, make sure to like, subscribe, Share this podcast with your friends. When you type in the letters P-A-L on Spotify, I have it on firm authority that it will pull us up first. Uh, so that's something. And you can also download the app, which is a really yes. important way for us to keep in contact with you, especially as we move into the legislative session and things that are going on, giving you the alerts that you need to ge- be able to keep track of, mm-hmm. the things that are going on that are important to the culture of South Carolina. And with that... We thank you for being a part of this Tuesday edition of the podcast. For Kevin Caiello, Mitch Prosser, Dave Wilson, I did the point today. Actually, I didn't do the point. I just did the hands. You did the hand movement there. And I am Justin Hall. Thank you so much for watching us, listening to us here on the Palmetto Family Matters podcast. We will see you later this week. Enjoy your week.